probably the number one thing that you can do today if you have a membership or a course is just check in and make sure that you're giving your customers enough support and you're helping them through their journey again from the pain that they're currently going through and the promise that you're trying to provide for them and then you're just giving them the appropriate steps to to get through that process and the support that they need to get through that process you are listening to podcast success secrets this podcast is for people who want to become the best at what they do and build a community around that My name is Daxi, and if you want to learn the best way to start or grow a podcast, visit podcastsecrets.co. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Podcast Success Secrets. For this one, I'm really excited. I have somebody on who is a friend of mine. We've chatted for a while. We've known each other for a while, and we've seen each other evolve, you know, in the space. Um, and do some cool, you're doing some cool things right now. So, but uh, the main topic of conversation for this episode is going to be marketing for memberships. Memberships are a hot topic, granted, because they're a great solution right now for a lot of people as far as for growing a business. And then also maybe on the other end, you know, if you're starting out in something, it's an easy way to get a lot of value for lower ticket because usually memberships are lower ticket, right? Am I right there? Or Yeah, I mean, generally speaking, but that doesn't stop anyone because you know, we service a whole range from people who are selling $7 products or even free all the way up to $10,000 yeah. plus coaching programs. So, Yeah, I take that back because I've seen masterminds where they have a back end on the membership or it's like a, mm-hmm. a upsell or something. But dude, I want people to know like, because I've known Chris for a while. He's a super smart guy. But I want people to know like how you got into marketing and like kind of some of the things you got into some of your wins, your losses, and then, you know, where you're at now. So just that quick rundown. Yeah, totally. So my background, I got into marketing in a pretty strange way. I was actually working in iron ore mining back in 2016 and for the previous five years. So from the age mining. Yeah. So, okay. Straight out of high school, I got an apprenticeship and went into the iron ore industry and, um, and did my trade as a mechanical fitter. So we used to work on gearboxes and pulleys and slurry pumps and crushers and like all these things that no one knows anything about <laughs> in our space. But it was a really interesting process. And you know, I got really good at problem solving through the five years that I was in that industry because we worked on maintenance and breakdown maintenance. So when something broke, the plant was down and it was literally like a million dollars an hour is what the company would lose in downtime. So we pretty much had to get things done quickly and figure out how to get them done really quickly. So that was like my one skill that I took away from that. But as I like finished my apprenticeship, I became a tradesman and I was just like this sort of sucks. Like I had done this for four years and it was like not really that engaging for me. It was like in a really crappy environment. I was like coming home muddy every day. Everyone around me was negative as hell. And I was just like, I'm not into this. So I decided to start reading books. Um, I was interested in property investing. And then I found Rich Dad Poor Dad, which sort of set me down a trajectory and, and path about learning everything I could about entrepreneurship. And pretty much the whole year in as a tradesman, I was just reading, consuming, like I was reading a book a week. And um, I just made the stand sort of 12 months after I started that I was going to just jump out of this and, and try do something in the 
entrepreneur space. I had no idea what, um, but I thought, you know, I might as well just jump straight into it and go all in. So um, I actually came across ClickFunnels at the same time and decided to try and be an affiliate marketer for them and didn't have any luck. And then um, I ended up getting an internship at the end of 2016 for a company in Perth called Your Social Voice. And they're a Facebook marketing agency. And that was really like the catalyst for me learning everything about digital marketing. And about 12 months after I quit, I ended up going to ClickFunnels HQ and becoming number one funnel designer in the Southern Hemisphere. And then, you know, another sort of 12 months after that, I created my own company. And then 12 months after that sort of is where we're at right now. So I've just been on this like journey of like figuring out what I want to do and how to best achieve that. And then I've just had these pretty big wins over the sort of past three and a half years that have sort of led me to where I am right now. But what my sort of main focus throughout the whole time is it's always been about like customer experience and customer, you know, what whatever the customer goes through is really what's most important. And if I can make the experience better for the customer at every single stage, whether it be sales funnels, whether it be the fulfillment membership side of things, like I'm really good at finding those minute details and understanding like what's wrong or how we can fix it or how we can make it look better. And that's sort of what I think I've picked up the best from the past three years jumping into the marketing space. Gotcha. And for people who don't know who are listening, uh, Chris obviously is from Down Under. Uh, you can't tell <laughs> by his accent. Well, I have, I have one quick question. You don't have to go too deep into this, but why did you choose marketing? Like, why was that? Like, was it just a good ad that got you? Or like, was that, do you have some sort of desire beforehand? Or it, To be honest, it wasn't ever about marketing. It was more about like, what's the best vehicle that can help me have the most success in my personal life the quickest? And as I said, I was interested in property investing to begin with. But I quickly realized that that's a long game and I need a job to make income, to get loans, to buy properties, to blah, blah, blah. Like it would have been a very long journey to get to anywhere close to where I am even now. And so entrepreneurship in general was really like the main thing that I saw as like, here's the quickest way that I could have success. And then it just so happened that the first sort of job that I got in the space was with a marketing agency. And that sort of helped me realize like, there's a pretty cool sphere of influence in this area. Like there's so many awesome people to meet. And I've been so grateful to meet so many of those people. Um, I just know that there's so much work to be done in the space to make things better from a selling perspective, better from a fulfillment perspective, and more ethical. Really like what I see right now is that there's a, a big lack in the education space and a lot of people are selling courses and memberships and programs, which is great, but there's only a 4.0% completion rate on on said programs. And so that's really what I'm here to change and make better. And I want to see that get industry yeah. norm get to like 20 plus percent easily. Yeah. So I'm curious, why do you think most people don't have a good experience with memberships? Like what is the what are the top causes? Um, yeah, so totally. So I think there's sort of a there's something happening right now where there's a lot of people teaching how to be an educator or a expert to sell these programs. And what I see is that how to there's make a money lot of people, online. Yeah, like, make money online is like the biggest industry in this industry. And that's how they make money online by teaching people how to make money online. Exactly. <laughs> so 
I mean, from my perspective, I just think it comes down to people who don't understand any better are sort of developing these things. And therefore, um, what ends up happening is that the end customer, the, the member or the student ends up getting a very like shallow experience. They just get content as an example and they don't get anything sort of beyond that. There's no like real in-depth, like his support, his coaching, his how you can communicate with me, his me communicating with so you. So it almost showing... has to be like treated like a service almost. I feel Not like... just a one and done. Yeah, I feel like the... Some courses feel like one night stands. Yeah, exactly. I feel like the, the shallow delivery of programs is the problem in the industry at the moment. Like people just selling like, here's my low ticket thing. You're never going to hear from me ever again. And I think that's the wrong way to do things. Because if you nurture customers in the right way, they're going to be so better primed to ascend into your other programs if you have other programs. And so if we take a step back and focus on what really matters, which is giving the customer an amazing experience and a good journey, then we're going to be better set up for our own success. But we're also going to help our customers win the most because when they win, they become raving fans of us and then they tell other people about it and they become a marketing tool for us without us having to go out and do Facebook ads and YouTube ads and whatever. Yeah, no one else is doing it. You know, they, they become more invested, I guess. Uh, when they yeah. More... Um, yeah. Uh, so in your mind, like who and why should people have memberships? I know those two questions probably, but like why, why should people, I guess who, who are the type of people you think memberships benefit the most and, and why should they start doing memberships? Yeah. So, I mean, there's probably a good distinction here to make as well. Like we're, we're saying memberships and we're saying courses and we're saying all these other things. Generally speaking, like everything I've said is like, I would just say it's under one thing. products. Informational yeah. products. Memberships like in the industry are like usually a recurring sort of product and you you get yeah. more of a vault style of content where like here's everything I've ever created and like go at it sort of thing. Yeah, thanks, and, thanks for pointing that out. That is a different yeah. deliverable in psychology there. It's, it's interesting because like people call memberships like courses and people call courses memberships and like there's a whole like range of different ways to set things up so like i'll just make this distinction now so it's not generally confusing because i know daxi is probably referring to memberships as the recurring like here's a recurring product here's a lot of content so memberships are you membership yeah. yeah yeah memberships are usually a recurring product it's anywhere from seven dollars a month maybe even less all the way up to probably a couple thousand dollars. People call their coaching programs memberships as well because of the recurring nature of them. I would say that generally speaking, memberships have all the entrepreneurs' content under one roof. And then they basically potentially also provide a, like a community or a, a Facebook group where you can get support as well. Then we've got like courses here, which is generally like a one and done sale. Like here's my 997 course. Here's my $37 low ticket offer, whatever. Like that's sort of the two different. And then I would say that there's a third that's like coaching program, which is like more of a done with you style where it's like, here's my content. I've got a process that you can walk through and I'll coach you along the way. So that's what sort of like three distinctions there that I'd just like to make. 
And I forgot what your question was, Daxi. Do you remember? Um, I why get, why oh, yes. people buy memberships? Yeah. So why, or why people should buy? Why, yeah. yeah. So who and why? So if you're so someone who... I would say not buy one. Make or oh, make a membership. Okay. Yeah. So because like because most of the people listening are probably like podcasters, marketers, people who are, you know, that's perfect. So podcasters, marketers, um, I would say that the benefit of a membership, you're already producing content at a pretty high scale. People who are listening to this usually would probably go to the route of something like Patreon. Podcasters, YouTube are really, really into going into I don't condone Patreon. That, but yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I don't condone that usually, but yeah, yeah. No, no one condones that. But generally speaking, that's like the industry norm. It's like anyone who's like a creator that doesn't monetize off their creation will usually just go, here's my Patreon. Cause and, it's like, yeah. And they think of it as a donation more yeah. than like, you're not, don't expect anything from me. Uh, even yeah. though some people try to make some incentives on it, but yeah. And I mean, generally speaking, the incentives that people do make are like, is it actually valuable? And then, I mean, usually people are just doing it for a donation piece. They don't actually care about the incentives that are being given. So a membership is more beneficial because you can go ahead and sort of decide what value you want to bring on top of what you're already doing. So podcasting or YouTubing or whatever. And you can put together an offer for your customers so that they can get a ton of value above and beyond the content that you're already providing. Now, why that's important that you do that separately in a standalone membership versus Patreon is because as you grow, Patreon takes a percentage of your revenue. I believe it's 11%. Whereas if you set up a hosted membership, you're literally looking at paying for the company that you hosted on. And that's probably about it. There's not really much additional costs and you can still get creative in the way that you can bring value to your customers. So instead of taking let's say you make $10,000 credit card a month. fee. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's that's just the credit card. Charge. And there's maybe if they had discoverability in Patreon, that extra percent might be useful, but they have no discoverability. Like you have to drive. Traffic. Yeah. And the, the way that I see it, like Patreon doesn't really provide anything that's above and beyond amazing than what other platforms like membership platforms or course platforms can provide. So there's not really much benefit, but as you scale and grow, you're going to be, giving a lot more money to Patreon. We've actually created a calculator yeah. for it. And it ends up being like a lot of more money than what you would usually pay with a standard membership platform. Yeah, don't do that. It's dumb. Uh, <laughs> uh, don't be dumb. Don't be stupid. Uh, dude, uh, I, I'm curious. The question slipped my mind. So now I'm not curious anymore. Uh, no, I was going to ask. I remember now. You've worked with a lot of big people, a lot of big people who have big memberships. What do you see being like the top qualities in having a good membership that sells? Like what what do you think the top things that they're doing right is? Yeah, no, that's a fantastic question. So I would say that there's probably a few different areas. Engagement and quality of content is huge. Um, if you don't have good video quality like Daxi and I do, don't worry about it too much have good audio at bare minimum. You need to have good audio. And I'm sure Daxi's handed this on you as a podcaster. Audio is more important than video. So if you can get away with having good audio versus good video, or like I would say both, but audio at the bare minimum. So you need to have like good production style of your content. I would also say that the actual way that your content is created is really important. It needs to be engaging 
you need to have awesome slides. Like I wouldn't just put like black and white sort of slides, like a you know marketer VSL or something like that. It needs to be really engaging. It needs to give good outcomes. So people need to know like if they're watching a video, and a good structure is creating a hook at the start of your video. So like why should they watch your your video? What's the current pain that they're facing? Um, the promise, so like what they're going to get out of this video. So in their words, what is the benefit of watching the video? So pain, benefit. Then the third step is like, what are the steps that they can take to achieve the promise that you've just outlined? So one, two, three, what are the steps? And then the fourth is like the close and the action steps. So just wrap up the lesson that you've just provided for them and then let them know what they need to do next to move forward to getting the benefit that you've outlined. That's like a general video structure that you could implement for each one of your lessons. You don't need to necessarily have a hook at the start, but they should know that, okay, if I'm watching this video, what's the pain that I'm currently going through? And what's the benefit I can expect? How do I achieve that benefit? What are the steps that I need to do myself to go ahead and work towards having that benefit achieved essentially? So that's like a general, like really important thing is having an engaging lesson that people can go into, understand exactly what they can get out of it and they can get value straight away and go ahead and go achieve things. Because again, the whole purpose of courses, memberships, coaching programs, etc is to get people a result. If you have content for the sake of content, you're not going to achieve anything and your customers won't either. So it's important that you make sure that they can have those action steps to achieve the things that they want yeah. and have success with you. Imagine if school classes were like that, dude. Oh. <laughs> it was structured like that. It's like, do this, this, and this, and then uh, you don't have to come back to school tomorrow. Um, <laughs> I mean, homework would be so much easier if I like understood exactly what I needed to do. Here's the steps yeah, yeah. to achieve the success. It's like, yeah, it's all like put out on a silver platter for you. So that's probably like yeah. one of the biggest things is like the lesson and how you structure that so that people can have success with you. I would say that other things along the lines of having an actual software that's engaging as well is really important. Like people understand the progress that they're making. They can tangibly see like, oh, cool, I'm at 15% of completing this program. Every single time that they click off a lesson, their progress goes up so that they can see that I'm making my way towards achieving the success of or the outcome of the program. Other things like having a good communication structure in, in place so that they understand that you're there for them. You've got their back. And if they drop off, which again, 90 5 or 6% of people do drop off. It's really important that you get them back on the train and help them know that you're there for their success. That is true. I've I've witnessed that and at first I thought it was it wasn't my problem. I thought it was it was there but then I realized oh it is kind of I'm not taking responsibility that they're not active and engaged. I'm yeah. Like, I th- I, yeah. So that's that's good that you, that you've highlighted that. Um, if you're if you're a coach, like and you're selling something to someone, whether it be one dollar or ten thousand dollars, you have a like a moral obligation to help someone succeed in as many different ways as you possibly can. Communication, believe it or not, is probably one of the biggest catalysts for someone having success because we're all busy and we forget about things. Like I've got 
the thousand different courses that I bought over the last four years. You know, I've only consumed maybe like three of those in total. If I got messages from the coach in Messenger or an email every other day to remind me that they're here for my support and to let them know if I need any help with anything, then that's probably going to really be a good reminder for me to go back into their program and go, hmm, I should probably con- you know, complete something. I bought that program for a reason. Like I'll find the time because they're following up with me and now I feel obligated to them to actually go ahead yeah. and have success with the content they've built that for me. It is very true. I don't think that... Uh... It's only happened to me like in a coaching program once, never like in just information, but it's easy to do. So I'm curious, I want to hop into your uh, platform and we could plug it here, memberspro.com, I think is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but before I ask those questions, uh, there there's one thing I'm curious about. So I would say one thing with, with memberships that's different than other things, I guess the, in the psychology piece is how do you make something that that people will stay? Mm-hmm. Or they they won't like just pay once and then leave, right? I guess that's probably one difficulty people might have, like thinking of, like how how do yep. I get people to stay in a membership? So, like, what are the biggest factors you see to have people stay engaged? So you obviously don't lose and you don't churn, you know? Yeah. So memberships, I think, again, like comes down to a, a lot of content that's available for your customers. I think the support is number one in a membership. Like if you have something that someone's paying monthly for, they're going to quickly look at their recurrence and go, is this worth my investment? They're going to look at that every single month or every single time they get billed, just like they would a software that they're not using, just like they would with Netflix or Amazon or whatever. So I would say that having the support channels in place so that your customers get value from you consistently, whether or not they consume your content, is important because if you just had content alone or content and support and they are not necessarily going through the content every single month but they are definitely going and asking questions and getting support around certain topics that they know you're an expert in then they're definitely going to continue to pay their membership bill no matter what like on the vice versa if it was just content alone they don't really have any channels to go ahead and ask questions or get additional value from you besides the content that you've given to them. So I would say that having awesome support or awesome channels of community where you can like let people ask questions, help them get value from you in a consistent manner or have direct access to you to some level. It doesn't have to be like personal message, but it could be forum-based where they ask a question in there. And I would say that that's probably one of the most important things. And then on top of that, like having good content that updates every single month as well. Like you're adding something new always that's relevant and engaging for your customers is also important. So it's like gotcha. they're getting awesome support and then they're also getting awesome new content every single month. So there's a reason for them to stick around. It's like one person might go into your, your membership, consume all of your content and then leave the next month because I don't have anything else to learn from you. Whereas if you're adding something every single month, and it's like, there's always something new for them to go through. Gotcha. That was going to be my next question about content. Like, so if you are going to start a membership, what would you say like people should have in place first? Probably like a month worth of content. Should they also build it into their schedule to add more content every month for it to be like, keep growing? Yeah. So I would at least like 
I mean, you don't have to have a whole ton of content to begin with. Like I said, support is probably going to be more important. You can have a schedule laid out, potentially even a roadmap for the next 12 months and show your customers, here's what I'm going to be releasing over the next 12 months. So when you join, this is what you're committing to. I'm here to support you. You can ask me any questions in regards to anything. You know, Here's a list of topics um, and I'll support you in the meantime. And then just know that I'm also developing this content this piece of content, this information, blah, blah, blah. So they know exactly like what's happening over the next 12 months. And for me, even like I've got members pro like Daxi mentioned, like we've got a roadmap for our software development so that people know like if they join members pro today, in a few months, they're going to expect a community area. A couple months after that, gamification is going to roll out. A few months after that, we're going to have, you know, this and that as an example. So like having a roadmap for what you're developing and I mean, you could even do this with podcasts and stuff as well. Like here's the guests that are coming up in the next two months. So that people can get excited about True. consuming your podcast, subscribing to it. You know, if they don't subscribe, they may do miss that. Out. But like yeah. when it's like a seasonal show, um, right. most entrepreneurs don't do seasonal shows. They're just like content, content, content. The only one um, I know of is like Josh Forty. Yeah, even then, those are big, huge. That's not seasons. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's like a, a lot of seasons in one season. Um, he does a lot of content. Okay, so how do you come up with pricing for membership? What are the most common ones? And then I guess how? Yeah, that's my question. I would say it depends what you're delivering. True, the promise of it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm in a few memberships myself. Like I pay for them as customers. If I can, and it depends who, like the answer is it depends. And it it really comes down to like, who's your customer and what's the content that you're delivering? What's the value that you're bringing? Does it include support? Like I mentioned, things that are like $10 or less usually can be content-based. Like I can think of streaming services. Like when when you think of these things as well, people are always going to look at them and refer to them compare them to streaming services that are big and popular and, and stuff. So me as a, as a customer, like I can look at Amazon Prime and it's like, would I pay $10 a month for this? What is the actual benefit that I'm getting? You know, I get Amazon Prime video. I get Amazon Prime services, music. I get like Kindles every month. So it's like a big value. If I cancel that one membership, I'm going to lose all of these benefits that I'm getting. It's a, it's a line for, with something you want to achieve. Yeah, exactly. So it's like for me, it's it's personally beneficial because not only do I watch this uh, streaming service over here, but I also get additional value from the shopping service and, and so on. So just know that like if you're servicing people who aren't in the marketing space, or the entrepreneurship space, they're always going to look at things from like, how does this compare to other subscriptions that I'm paying for, um, as an example. So usually people who are outside of the entrepreneur space or that there's not a really big pain point for, um, other things I can think of that have huge pain points are marriageal like relationships probably like health related things, things that need to be like have. consistently worked on. Like it's not like a quick fix, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So like, yeah, if your membership isn't around something that doesn't have a big pain point, then you're probably going to have to charge something. Yeah. Cause like once they it. fix it, that's probably yeah. more for like a course, like how to tie your shoes. Like, yeah, I want more content. About I mean, it's, it's that. And then also like, 
as an example, like you have a membership for gaming. It's like that's a hobby. It's like an it's like a niche. Like people aren't really gonna spend a hundred dollars a month on a membership for gaming. Whereas if it was like a trading membership or a marriage membership or a health related membership where I've got like chronic back pains and like your membership has all of these exercises that I can go through every single month or there's one on breathing that I'm in as well where like it helps me be more calm and present every single day. I'm more than happy to pay $100 a month for that because I get a weekly group session with the people where we do an hour long breathing session. But then I've also got consistent content where I can go through it by myself for the other six days of the week as an example. Um, I'm in another one that's business related where I've got an open access to a forum and 10 years of past content from the creator. I can go in and ask this person any questions that I want and get know that I'll get an answer within the next two days. So Nice. It's obviously Grant Cardone, right? No, it's not. <laughs> I know he sells stuff, dude. And I see videos of it and it's like, like when he was a car salesman with like, and I'm like, looks nothing like him now, but is the stuff he's selling still looks like that. It's actually um, James Schramko. So. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I actually haven't heard of him. Yeah. So he, uh, that, I, he's like one of the OGs. Like he, he, um, he taught like Ezra Firestone and, and Ryan Levesque and, okay. and people like that. I used to watch Ezra when in my e-commerce days, I would watch right. Ezra. So, dude, I, I think so. Actually, that brings one question to my mind. You know, a lot of people, how with relationships, let's talk about that and like helping to grow your business, your brand. I think you've done a good job of that. Have you been doing that? I think you've been doing a good job of that to grow your current platform right now, too, right? Numbers yeah. So most of our customers have come through from a relational relationship standpoint. Um, it's either been connections. We haven't really done any marketing for our platform just yet. So yeah, it has been through connections and referrals and and things of the, that nature. Gotcha. So let, let's talk about that. Members Pro. How is it, how has it been like? So when when did you start and like how has it evolved? Like what is it now? Like what is it going to become, etc. If you can get, give us the scoop down low. <laughs> yeah, totally. So um, we've been going for like two years now. Um, we've had a few iterations. I won't say how we sort of started. I'm not overly Out of fond of that story. <laughs> and frustration. So and I'm past, probably currently experiencing right now, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, past two years, there's been two iterations. We're just about to release a big third. And then in about a month, we'll release up a whole, a whole new version of Members Pro, which is literally been a, a brand new software effectively. We've been redeveloping it for the past 12 months, which is pretty cool. So we, we I mean, we started as like a, a additional plugin for a different company and we quickly saw that like we never wanted to go off the back of someone else's business um so we identified a need in the marketplace which was that mobile consumption for programs was on the rise and so we developed a really good way for people to consume from their phones whether it's an app or whether it's browser based it was just much better than whatever the competition was doing um in terms of mobile optimization so after we did that we then realized that desktop and you know laptops and such are, are really important as well. We created an awesome experience on that front, and um, then we you know sort of went down the the path of everything that I've spoken about. We, we realized that communication is really important. We realized that uh, experience is really important, and we realized that without 
those things, then people aren't going to complete that program. So where Members Pro is going over the next six to 12 months is effectively we we have a, a system that we, we're guiding ourselves towards and that is the tech system, so TEC. Um, Members Pro really has a vision for increasing the amount of touch points that you can have with your customers so that they know that you're there for them, that you can communicate with them and help them through their journey. So when it comes to touch points, most companies literally just provide email. Members Pro provides about six different touch point channels. So email, automated email, push notifications on the phone, both broadcast and... I want to be able to deliver them uh, roses and chocolates, bro. Well, we'll, we'll tie that into the system no matter what. So, oh, you actually um, could. Uh, what, one thing that would be interesting. This is just a side tangent. Um, we always send. A, we use a service called Handwritten or Handwritten, which sends yep. handwritten notes to people. That could be a cool thing to add in. This in the future integration. Definitely. Well, so we've got a um, a Zapier integration coming up, which will allow you to automate any action in a membership. So whether it be someone completing a lesson, a course, commenting in the community, that can trigger. Good them going into a certain app elsewhere, which can then do, you That's know, you can send because, a uh, to them, you, you wanna, can send them a handwritten note. Yeah, you want to shout out people like, hey, blank just finished the course or hey, uh, et cetera. And you can get notified and then know, yeah. other, rather than having to check. That's cool. That's really big. Yeah. So touch points is our first focus, like helping you communicate with your customers better. Experience is is really all about like how can we make the experience fun, engaging, we can gamify the the experience so that people are feeling rewarded when they're having the wins and success that they're having in your content. So it's not just like you having to manually follow up with them. They're feeling self-motivated to go through the content because they're getting the gamification points, they're seeing the progress being made, they're getting shout outs and, and all of those things sort of automated. So like when someone completes a certain module, you can unlock bonus content for them to show them that, you know, that they're awesome and you can thank them. And then um, completion is our last piece. So completion is really just like, how can we get more of your customers completing your programs so that they can become those promotional pieces for you? They can tell other people about your programs. They can share their wins and their successes so that you can get like a referral network happening just from your content and your customer's experience being awesome from start to finish. So that's really what Members Pro has been focusing on. And every single feature that we develop, community, gamification, apps, everything under the sun that we've got on our roadmap is effectively working towards those three pieces so that your customers feel like they're being looked after, they have an amazing experience, and they complete your program and tell others about it. That's awesome, dude. That's cool, man. I love it. Um, Thank you. So uh, be, before we, we wrap up here soon, um, I'm curious, like, what have you learned uh, since starting this platform? Like, I guess, you know, about memberships in general or, you know, a lot of from people using your platform. I don't know if you could ethically look at people's data or like what what are you seeing like anything that you trends or you know what's working the most mm. people using your platform yeah i mean like i don't want to sound like a broken record i just think that there's a lot of people who are selling programs and they're like really just doing the bare minimum because they yeah, see it as a yeah, yeah. make money opportunity and there's people out there like 
Stacy Martino, and I just see them as a, a customer of Members Pro and me, and I just see the impact and effort that they put into every single thing that they do to make sure that their customers have absolute breakthroughs with their programs. So probably the number one thing that you can do today, if you have a membership or a course, is just check in and make sure that you're giving your customers enough support and you're helping them through their journey, again, from the pain that they're currently going through and the promise that you're trying to provide for them. And then you're just giving them the appropriate steps to to yeah. get through that process and the support that they need to get through that process. Real quick, what are the levels of support that people should be giving? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the easiest ways is a support email. You can just communicate with the customer there really easily. Um, you can tie into any of like the help desk software so that you can have a team help manage those things if you're at that level. Um, and then another level is just having a forum available. So whether it be a Facebook group or a Mighty Networks or there's another platform. I, I can't remember what it's called. It'd be a Slack um, channel. A Slack channel, a Discord channel. Members Pro will have its built-in community available by the end of the I, year I as well. I love Discord, by the way. I wish yeah. Slack was more... I, I guess I like the voice element where you can hop in a channel and also talk to someone yeah. immediately. I wish Slack had that, but yeah. Well, I know there's a plugin for it as well. You just have for to Slack? pay for it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a few. I mean, there's one where you can record your voice and send a voice message um, mm. that I pay for, but it's still kind of annoying because I can't speed it up. So, you know, the deal with that. Oh. Ryan, You need to have two times speed on it. Yeah, like yeah, like, uh, <laughs> yeah. If I send him Ryan anything with it, he's like, he's like, dude, I'm not listening to it. I can't double speed it. So I'm the same yeah. messenger. I, <laughs> that's how I feel rough, as well. Man. Yeah, boxer. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, that's like generally the easiest ways that you can help support your customers. Cool, yeah. cool. So yeah, man. So if people can get like want to check out your platform, want to learn more about it, etc., like where could they uh, go visit? Yeah, so memberspro.com is the easiest place you can check mia at chrisminetti.com um we've got a call to action at the very end of that website to join our members pro community facebook group it's welcome to members and non-members we're totally fine um we're going to start delivering a crap ton of value in there so that you can uh just learn everything like you've learned today and and a whole lot more we're just going to try and provide as much membership marketing content as possible yeah it's pretty meta Mem you should have a membership about memberships. Yeah, <laughs> we will. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it's it's Benetti with one is with one N, right? Or one N, yeah. So B E N E double T I, Chris okay. Benetti. Yeah. Cool, man. I think your accent just made me think of it differently. Uh, <laughs> but dude, I appreciate you being on, man. I, I can't wait to see what you create, man. And uh, keep us in the loop. We'll have to do a round two in the future. Absolutely. And. Uh, if you guys like this episode, make sure to reach out to Chris, let him know, um, and, and thank him. So uh, see you next time, guys, on the next episode, and uh, peace out. See ya. Thanks for having me. Yo, guys, you actually made it to the end of the episode. So you know what that means. I actually don't know what that means. But did you guys know that I actually stream all these podcast interviews live in my Facebook group? <laughs> That's pretty crazy, right? So if you want to get these awesome people that are on my show to answer your questions live, then please join the Facebook group because a lot of my guests, like they would charge thousands of dollars an hour for their time. 
So you can find a link to my Facebook group in the show notes or just go into Facebook and type in Podcast Success Secrets. If you have any questions you want me to answer or any guests you want me to get on the show, please ask them in the Facebook group. Okay, I think we're done now. <laughs>